You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Welcome to the Stream of David Show, where David taps into higher consciousness and shares divine guidance from the stream, answering all of life's questions and guiding you to the life of your dreams. Sit back with your mind opened as you come along with us on this wonderful journey of higher enlightenment. Here's your host, David Strickle. Hi, welcome to the Stream of David Show. We have a very special episode for you today. If you are a listener to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, or if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably know who Gary Temple Bodley is. Gary channels a group of non-physical entities that he calls Joshua, much like I have labeled the group that I channel, The Stream. And I have to tell you, if you didn't hear the very first interview that we ever did together, It was pretty miraculous. It was really like meeting my soul brother, meeting somebody that I had known my entire existence and coming together and having such a conversation that's so next level about so many things where it was very apparent that he's getting a lot of the same cutting edge information that I'm getting. And he's sharing it his way and I'm sharing it mine. And there's just so much synergy I don't know if that's the best word for that or not, but or if that's even really a word anymore. But really, we we just get along and complement each other so well. And the messages aren't necessarily repetitive, but there's definitely a common thread there. And we really seem to understand each other's ideology that we share. So if you've listened before, I know I get a lot of good feedback whenever Gary and I come together. And in fact, on the Law of Attraction cruise just a couple of months ago, we actually channeled together at the same time. Uh, It's the first time I've ever channeled with somebody else alongside them on stage while people came up and asked questions. And it was an interesting experience because we we sort of took turns. The stream would answer a question and then uh, Josh would would dive in and, and answer the same question. And again, they weren't necessarily repetitive messages, they were sort of complimentary. It all just flowed so perfectly. It was amazing. So now Gary and his podcast, which is uh, the Joshua teachings, uh, and this one is uh, actually Law of Attraction Roundtable. I apologize. He's got a couple of different podcasts and shows that he does. And we, uh, we did this together this past week. And what he does is he has one of his viewers uh, send in a question And then he sent the question to me and I channeled the stream and and answered it uh, while channeling the stream. And then he did the same thing with Joshua. Then we actually went on the podcast, read their answers and sort of unpacked it all and talked about it. And we ended up taking almost an hour to, to answer one question. But the cool thing is, is we go into great depths regarding that question. The question is all about how you can be very high up your spiral, very connected, high vibration, in the vortex, whatever you want to call it, really up there. How can you be up there and then immediately experience something negative? And I know a lot of us, when we start doing this vibrational work and start really working on self-appreciation and meditation and doing all of these things to elevate our vibe, when things like that happen, it's bewildering. And between the stream and Joshua and Gary and myself, you get a lot of interesting perspective on why things like that happen how they happen and how they serve us. So now I'm just going to go to the actual episode that Gary was kind enough to share with me 
from his show and you can hear that in its entirety because the entire episode we're talking about things such as this nature so uh stay tuned for in just a moment we'll be right back and you will hear that full episode of the law of attraction roundtable with me and gary bodley we'll be right back hello everyone welcome to the law of attraction roundtable i'm your host gary temple bodley Today we have another special channel-on-channel channel episode, and I'm here with David Strickle. And David, as you probably know, channels the stream. Hi, David. How are you? Very good, Gary. How are you doing? Good. I know you're getting over a cold, so there might be a few coughs and stuff in there, but that's fine. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being here. So today we're going to uh, each do an answer for Joanne. Joanne is... Uh, Getting into alignment, she's feeling good. She's moving through the boot camp and having a good time. And so she's on this happy place. And then something happens, a manifestation event occurs, and it knocks her out of alignment. And she's like, why are manifestation events happening when I'm feeling good? Aren't they supposed to only happen when I'm feeling bad? And that's a common misperception. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about a lot of other stuff. But briefly... Tell, tell everyone who may not know you and the stream who David Strickle is. Well, I'm just a regular guy who speaks for God. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're anything but regular. That's right. <laughs> I'm the new Jesus. All be Jesus. Um, I, I have been channeling my whole life, and I have been channeling publicly just for the last couple of years. I took a long time to teach myself to write and then to speak uh, what the stream has to share. Uh, I, as you were, were was very uh, inspired by Esther Hicks' channeling of Abraham, uh, really changed my life. And she led me to channeling in that she made it less weird. Because yeah. I always thought it was weird. I never wanted to share it with anyone. But it was doing so many wonderful things in my life. And I was sharing it in bits and pieces in my work and my corporate life. But once I started really sharing it and stopped caring about being judged and really let go, my whole world opened up. And I do this full time now. And I just love sharing what the stream has to offer. Yeah, you stepped into who you really are as a spiritual leader and teacher. And David has a podcast called The Stream of David. It's on the Law of Attraction radio network with me, where we do Joshua Live. But also it's available everywhere everywhere you get podcasts, and it's super popular. Everyone loves it. Um, and we got to meet a while ago. We did our first conversation together. We posted on YouTube. That was probably like November of 2018. Since then, we've been on the Live Attraction cruise together. We had a great time. We uh, had this big gang of people, and all we did was have fun. And then we had a fantastic session, the closing session of the Live Attraction cruise where uh, we came on together and we both did live channelings for people in the audience and they were blown away. We went, geez, an hour and a half and had to stop people from coming up. They were wanting more, which is how you always want to leave it. But it was really cool. It was the first time I ever you know, experienced two channels talking to one person. So you got these both you know, aspects or, or both sides of it. It was very cool. Yeah, and I, lo I love the way that it from I went back. I never remember really when I channeled, not much. And I went back and watched the video, and it was just so cool how they complemented one another, but it wasn't repetitive. 
yeah. you know, and the clarity that you get when you get the two different types of messages. And of course, it's all universal law and it's all source energy, but it's, it's channeled by us. So it's going to be flavored, you know, by our life experience and our personality and things like that as well and our style. And it was just such an interesting experience to, to do it and an interesting experience to go back and watch and see the reaction, you know, from everyone in, in that experience. It was great. Yeah, it was totally different. And, and it was super powerful because now you've got this two balls of energy up there. And, but it was different for us because we, um, you know, when we do it, we have to stay concentrated and focused in order to bring forth the, you know, in my case, Joshua, your kids, the stream, that intelligence coming through. And so while I'm telling Joshua, it's just, you know, Joshua's cutting people off and just the stream of thought is flowing through me. And so I'm just getting it out there. But when we're doing it together, you know, I had to wait for you and you had to wait for me. And so I remember being there and, and true, I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember being there going, holy crap, all this thoughts coming to me while you're talking, you know, how am I ever going to remember what to say? And I didn't have to worry about that, but it was a little disconcerting. But, you know, that's something that if we continue to do that in the future, you know, it's going to get really clear. Boom, 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 boom. So this time now we're going to do it in writing. So Joanne asked a question and then I, I, I channeled Joshua for the answer. You channeled Stream for the answer. Uh, and we're going to both, we'll read, we'll read our answers and we'll all read the question from Joanne. And we'll see how this, you know, how this looks at that subject that you always think, if I'm up the spiral, feeling good, and something happens, why in the world would it happen then? How come it doesn't happen when I'm feeling bad? And that's just because that's a manifestation event happening. It shows you a limiting belief. And wouldn't you rather see that limiting belief when you're feeling good? And don't you really notice when you're feeling bad after feeling good? You know, really, really causes you to think. So um, let's go right ahead and I'll read the question from Joanne. And then you can read the stream's answer. And then I'll read Joshua's answer. And then we'll talk about it. Well, we can, what we'll, we'll actually do is I'll read it. We'll each read a paragraph. I'll, you'll read a paragraph, then we'll talk about that paragraph and go through. All right. So Joanne asks, I was feeling very good today, and I was even inspired to call the cuckoo woman who has been calling me a lot. Afterwards, I did a meditation and felt in so much alignment and joy more than I have in a while. I felt so happy. I went to my next inspired task. Then I could hear my boyfriend arguing and yelling at his mom. I don't believe it affected me, but I did think it would affect him once his guests came for the party soon. I went downstairs to assist by moving some tables into the house and chairs in from the garage. My boyfriend got off the phone with his mother and proceeded to yell at me saying, why are you doing all this without asking me? We got into a 20-minute yelling match. My question is why or how did I create this manifestation event when I was feeling so aligned? and happy and joyous after the meditation. What did I do wrong? Or rather than wrong, help me understand how I created this. Yeah, so we are the creators of our reality. When events like this happen, it's part of our creation. But you think, 
how do I create something negative and bad when I'm feeling good? You, you always think you create these bad things when you're feeling bad. So there's more to it than that. And David, what do you think Josh or uh, the stream has to say? Well, I did my meditation this morning. I read the question and then I channeled the answer and, and wrote the answer in my phone. <clears throat> so I'm going to read that as best I can with my limited voice right now. Okay. Yeah, I wish when I channeled my voice would just miraculously heal. That would be great, right? <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Does not work that way. Hi, Jojo. We will start by saying that you did not do anything wrong. There is truly no right or wrong. The things you view as positive and negative from your human perspective all serve you. The events that occur in your life are a result of your vibration the signal that you are sending out constantly via your thoughts. There is a universal force of polarity that is constantly drawing your vibration up and down from what you would call positive and negative. This movement ensures that you will have a mix of positive experiences to enjoy and negative experiences or obstacles to overcome. Your obstacles are the launch pad for your next new creation. Your argument with your boyfriend was a result of other tension that had lingered in your relationship combined with his down the spiral vibe at the time and your previous down the spiral time prior to your meditation. Your vibe is always in flux and you are constantly pre-paving your life vibrationally. All right. So I love how the stream sets this up, sets up the environment of all this and how the system works. And so as we're moving up and down our spiral, when we're up the spiral and down the spiral, we're creating and we're creating obstacles. And Joshua might call those manifestation events. So obstacles to overcome in order to expand, because without those obstacles, we wouldn't expand. Right. Well, and what we'll see is, you know, you're always creating something. And we like to believe that if we do a meditation, we get really one with source really up our spiral, loving ourselves, appreciating the world, feeling great, that we're just golden. Yeah. And yes, you, you know, I, I can definitely change my day on a dime by doing that. But what you're doing is you're not changing necessarily a pre-paved obstacle. You're changing your reaction to it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what the stream is about to get into. And so I'll go ahead and read what they say next. Okay. You may be asking what the point of doing vibrational work is if polarity is just going to drag you down? The answer is that the more work you do to raise your vibe, the more joyous and abundant your life will be. You can reach a place while still in physical form where you will no longer fear or even be bothered by your obstacles. It's good that you're doing vibrational work and that you got yourself way up your vibrational spiral even though an argument followed. We promise you that there are higher heights of joy and clarity yet to be reached. There is a level where you would not have even reacted to his initial reaction to you, and no argument would have ensued. You would have allowed him to say something of that nature to you, and it would have passed right through you and not affected you at all. You would have such clarity that his behavior was all about his low vibe at the time, that you would have not been bothered by it at all. Right. So, so if Joshua would say here is that this obstacle allows you to identify a limiting belief. You say, I'm in a good vi 
in a good mood, good vibration, and yet this thing happens that I wish wouldn't happen or that I didn't expect to happen or I think is bad, and it brought me down. And, and here the stream is saying, this is your vibrational work is to understand that you can get up that spiral and you can get to such a high place by processing limiting beliefs along the way and going through obstacles like this that have information in it that you can get to this place where you can see with clarity that his reaction is just based in his fear and has nothing to do with you. But there's still some limiting belief there that you aren't good or whole or whatever and you should be different than you are and so you react to defend yourself in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we all do that in those moments, but you, you know, I, I, I have gotten to a point and the good news about all this is that she's doing vibrational work. Right. And the exciting part to me is that it never ends. Yeah. There's no end. There's no end as long as we are physical to our need to do vibrational work, just like there's no end for us taking care of ourselves and going to the gym and, and eating right and all of that. As long as you're doing these positive things, you're going to get the positive results you backslide and stop doing them, you'll see that your life is going to change a little bit. Yeah. And that's the, that's the good part to me that she's doing this work. She's getting her vibe up and she's questioning and exploring, which is great. But I've been doing this type of work now for 10 years and I've really changed every aspect of my life by doing it, but I'm still not living perfection. And I understand now that the imperfection is the perfection. Right. Exactly. The obstacles, the, the, the rifts, the things that happen with friends and family, all of it serves us. And that's what I think the stream is about to get into that. Yeah. Yep. We are not telling you this to make you feel that you did not do something right. Your reaction was what it was. And the argument was perfect co-creation between the two of you. These things can serve to tear relationships apart or build them stronger than ever. This is the process of universal creation, tearing down and building back, allowing unwanted to inspire new wanted, getting so high on your spiral with such clarity that you allow this to elevate your relationship from an up-to-spiral, high-vibrational perspective. Do these things occur often? You should ask yourself. If so, why are you allowing it? Was this a rare incident? If so, surely you see that his behavior was isolated to his argument with his mother and that he allowed that energy to continue into his interaction with you. Are you okay with that? See how the situation is actually serving you by providing you with clarity. Yeah. So now you look at this situation and you say, okay, it was a one-off thing. I know that he was in you know, a low emotional state of being because of this conversation with his mother, and he wanted to change the conditions. He couldn't change his mother's condition, so I was the person in the room that got the brunt of his reaction. Okay, great. Now, is this something that happens all the time? Well, why does it happen all the time? You know, And you can look at that and see if there's anything that you're missing in this information that's contained in this manifestation event. Because if this manifestation event is happening over and over and over again, it's because there's something stuck in your vibration, some limiting belief about yourself or the relationship or whatever it is. And the, you know, the work that you're doing by meditating and looking at limiting beliefs and that sort of stuff is great. And by 
maintaining your alignment and by looking at these and asking questions, how did you create it? That's all part of the spiritual work. Um, but you know, this is a great point from the stream is, are you getting the message or are you just getting in fights? You know, the extreme is saying, you got to look at this. Are you okay with, with lots of fights or is this a one-off thing? Are you really looking at the information? Because if, if these things are happening, these same obstacles are occurring over and over again, well, then you're not really getting the information that's contained in that, in that manifestation event. You're not really overcoming the obstacle to move to another place. You're, you're sort of placing blame on outside conditions and ignoring the information. And that's why the same event comes up all the time. That's a really good point there. Yeah. And I want to point out too, that, you know, the stream is not giving relationship advice at all. They're saying that this is a manifestation of yours, of, of Jojo's that's giving her a point of clarity, right? You no, know, is he doing this sort of thing all the time? Should she be allowing that in her life? Does that make her joyous? Yeah. It, that manifestation is not negative at all. It actually brought something out that let her learn a little more about herself and her boyfriend. You're absolutely right. And then we get down to, wow, that's serving me. You know, yes, I was up my spiral. And yes, we had an argument immediately after. And if it's something that was a one-off thing, it's very easy to understand why it happened with the information she gave and move on from it. But if it's happening all the time, it's really serving her because if she's loving herself and she's up her spiral, she needs to look at that. You know, if I'm always loving myself and I'm always up in joy or as much as I can be, and I'm with this person who's always creating these arguments, then there's something that's off. And I need to evaluate that in my life. And this manifestation was my way of ferreting that out so I can look at it. Yeah. Brilliant. It's a yeah. Creation that's brilliant. Yeah, it's part of the whole mechanism and the whole system. But if we continue to blame other people or blame the conditions and don't look at our limiting beliefs, then we're never going to get over these obstacles. We're just going to keep repeating them. Exactly. So they wrapped up with saying, we hope you see now there was nothing wrong with what occurred. It is perfection. You were joyous, which had enormous benefits. And you also manifested an obstacle, one that gives you an opportunity to step back and evaluate your relationship and ensure it's serving your highest good. This is all perfection because it served you and you view it from your higher perspective. Right. Yeah. And so when you look at something like this from a higher perspective, you can, that's how you get back up the spiral. You know, and when you look at it from a limited perspective, and the limited perspective is based in fear and says, he should not have treated me like that. He should be different than he is. Or I should be different than I am because if I was better than I was, then he wouldn't want to argue with me. You know, that sort of thing. If he respected me, he wouldn't want to argue with me. Or if he was different than he is, then he wouldn't have argued with me and that would have been better. But that's looking at the outside conditions, not what's going on inside. Or like sticking your head in the sand. All right, so let's go on to Joshua's long-winded answer here. <laughs> so Joshua, you know, Joanne's in the boot camp. So Joshua has a lot of uh, history with, with Jojo. And Jojo's asked lots of questions. And so uh, there's, this is a little bit more, you know, while everyone can get what we're talking about here and get some benefit from it, 
This is specific to JoJo, just have to remind everybody. All right. You perceive that a manifestation event is bad. It is not. It is really, really good because it allows you the opportunity to process a limiting belief. Without manifestation events, you could, you could not uncover and process limiting beliefs as easily. Therefore, it would be more difficult for you to ascend vibrationally to the place you truly want to go. You perceive that negative emotions are bad. They are not. Yes, we agree that from your perspective, they feel bad. You assume you would feel better if you could avoid all negative emotion. This is the absolute opposite of what you truly want. You want the guidance contained in the negative emotion. You want to understand when you are perceiving an illusion of danger. You want the information contained in the negative emotion. You do not want to avoid or become, or become numb to negative emotion. You truly want to change your perception of the negative emotion. You truly want to see it as guidance. And this is what a lot of people do. They believe that negative emotion is a thing to be avoided because it feels bad. Well, sure, that makes sense. But when you know what we know, that negative emotion is simply guidance, you can not take it so personally, you could not let it linger, and you can see that there's information in the negative emotion if it's guidance. It all serves. It all serves. And that's something you've got to remember is that what we consider DTS or, or negative time has a purpose. The storms have a purpose. The storms come through. They cause some destruction and then we build it back better than ever. So when you stop fearing the storms, you receive less of them, which is nice. And then you're able to meet them in joy when they show up. Yeah. Knowing that, hey, this is just an opportunity to go a little deeper to reevaluate, to really look at things from a higher perspective. And you do that by going up the spiral, yep. finding things to appreciate, loving yourself, getting one with source. And that's where all the answers are. And then as soon as you're up there, you're going to solve the obstacle every single time. And then you're going to grow from that. And that is, that is the process of universal creation. And that is our process for expansion, not just as a human, but as a soul consciousness being which is why we're here, which is why we're here in this imperfect plane, living with these obstacles, but still seeking joy. Love it. And we're using the DTS um, all the time now. <laughs> it's like DTS is down the spiral and it's a great analogy. Oh, yeah, I, I love it. It's like a prescription from the stream. Are you DTS? Yeah. <laughs> what do you need to do with your DTS? You want to be UTS. Okay. You found your alignment. You felt happy. And now you presume that the manifestation event caused you to be unhappy. From your perspective, perspective, had it not been for the manifestation event and the accompanying negative emotion, you could have remained happy. You could have remained in alignment. It's your boyfriend's fault that you were no longer in alignment. If only he was different than he is, you could be happy. Well, that's not what's going on here. And this is the same old thing that we all do is we say, if the condition is different, then we could love the conditions unconditionally. Of course, the conditions are what they are. They're perfect as they are. It's not the conditions. The conditions are neutral. It's your judgment that says they're good or bad, right or wrong. And that judgment is based in fear on, due to a limiting belief. You chose your alignment. I'm sorry. You choose your alignment. Sometimes when you perceive that things are going well, you use this as your excuse to regain and maintain your alignment. Then, when you perceive that something wrong is happening, you choose to use this event as your excuse to come out of alignment. 
Don't you see? It all has to do with your perception of reality and the perspective you choose during and after the event. In other words, it is all within your total and absolute control. You can choose your thoughts. You can choose your perspective. It's always up to you. Instead of choosing the higher perspective, you chose a limited one. There's nothing wrong with this. It's just not serving you. The limited perspective will take you out of alignment and keep you there. The higher perspective will bring you back into alignment. Remember, it's always your choice. That's, we have free, free will. That's our free will. We can choose our perspective on anything. And, you know, the, the important thing to remember is anytime something pops up that is an obstacle, and I know I'm repeating myself, but it's so important to get this through, is we've got to stop, acknowledge it for what it is, appreciate it for what it's going to give us, even if we don't even know what it is yet. I don't know why I manifested this cold. Yeah. But I know I manifested it. Yeah. And it's going to be fun to sort of unpack and figure it out. It, you know, it knocked me out of, of work. I speak for a living. Yeah. I podcast. I run a coaching program. I'm on Facebook all the time. I channel live. And I couldn't do any of that last week. And I slept and I napped and I hung out with my dog. And maybe I manifested it because that's what I needed right now. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at everything that's going on in your life from that perspective and, and relax into it, and, and don't sit here and say, gosh, I've got this cold and it's terrible and I can't do the podcast today. And oh my gosh, in business, and I can freak out if I wanted to. That's not doing anything for me. I know now that I've got to go up the spiral about it, appreciate it, know that it's doing something positive for me. Even if I don't get it right away, I will get it. And the hindsight is, is so powerful. Yeah, you can go through a cold in misery and suffering, or you can go through a cold in ease and acceptance, and your experience is going to be different based on that. From the higher perspective, you look at the cold and you say, maybe I needed a break. Maybe I needed a little bit of time off. Maybe this is going to increase the desire of others to want me, you know, want my channeling and want to hear podcasts and all that stuff. You don't really know what's going on. But that's how you use your perspective. That's how you choose the higher perspective rather than suffering in the lower perspective. Absolutely. The limited perspective is that your boyfriend should not have made you wrong for helping out. From the higher perspective, you can know that this has nothing to do with you and you did nothing wrong. However, you you choose to stick to your limited perspective and react to urges to make him wrong for making you wrong. You added fear as fuel to the fire, and this elevated the intensity of what could have been a very mild manifestation event. You chose to react to an urge to change the conditions rather than to do the work to regain your alignment. Remember, it's always your choice. Okay, not always so easy, of course, but just like the stream was saying, if you got to that higher place, that up, way up the spiral, that higher perspective, his, you could see with clarity that he's just acting on an urge and you wouldn't take it personally. Yet, you're, here's a special thing too, you know, like if you're being honorary, then you sort of say, okay, it's reasonable for this person to yell at me. But if you're being helping out and doing something for him, then you say, holy shit, he's totally um, reacting wrong, wrongly, you know, and then you, and then you get more defensive. So that's an interesting juxtaposition. You're helping out, you're inspired to help out, you're feeling good, and wham, you get hit with this. Again, it's just to point out the fact that 
you can pay attention to this obstacle that's in your path. Uh, and I don't know their, you know, their relationship. I don't even know Jojo or their history, but you know, I, I am seeing that and I'm glad that she was up her spiral, but I also know there's that place that you get so high that you're like, dude, I don't know what your problem is, but I'm up the spiral and you can yell at me all you want. I don't care. Exactly. I'm up there and I'm going to stay up there. This is about you and your mom. I'm going to keep helping because I know we got shit to do. Yeah. You can just stay over there and yell at me all you want. I don't care. I'm not even listening to it. I'm not even tuned into it. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that's what I want for her because I know that's, that's what's happening. That's what's coming next for her and her work. Yeah, absolutely. You might say, how is this my choice? He yelled at me. I have to defend myself. There is no other option. And we would agree. If you are living life as a victim to the, to the uh, expression of fear from other people, then you must admit that they have the power to create your reality. And so you must always be controlling them and defending yourself. However, if you were the creator of your reality, you could see that this event was created to allow you to see and process a limiting belief. The event itself is simply a message. It informs you of the presence of a limiting belief. If you change the intensity of the limiting belief, you raise your vibration. If you do not uncover the limiting belief, you do not change your vibration, and you do not become a vibrational match to what you want. Do you see how you create your reality? Do you see now the value in manifestation events? Yeah. So, I mean, prior to this work, and still to this day, I did whatever I could to avoid manifestation events, you know. <laughs> we were laying, it's been pouring rain here. And we're laying, we were sleeping, and, and all of a sudden, you hear the rain coming down. Well, it seems louder. And so we turn on the lights at 5 in the morning. And drips are coming from our light fixture in our bedroom. We're on the first floor. How does this even happen, right? That's and good. it's just pouring onto our bed. And we're like, oh, my God, you know, manifestation of that. And, uh, you know, so you got to see this from the higher, higher perspective and, and, and laugh at it if you can. And I love that um, sentence that essentially said, if you're going to play a victim, you're going to allow someone else to create in your experience. That's, that's the only time that you allow that is, is when you see yourself as a victim. Yeah. Cause it matches yeah. your expectations. Yeah. yeah. The reality is always a reflection of what you think about yourself. So it can't be any different. When you lament about receiving a manifestation event, when you're feeling good, what you're really trying to do is control how you feel by controlling the conditions. This is not the approach to life of the creator. It's the approach of the victim. You do not want to control the conditions. You do not want to avoid manifestation events. It's like only receiving gifts on Christmas. You truly want gifts every day, all year long. And so you got to look at these manifestation events as gifts. You look at the obstacles as gifts because there's priceless information and you won't, don't necessarily want the gifts only once a year. You want a stream of these obstacles that you can face and you can move through and get into this higher and higher and higher vibration to allow who you truly are to come out. You know, you and I went from lives in business of, you know, I call it the cheese grater life. We were really rubbing up against reality, trying to get what we thought we wanted and never was able to do it because it wasn't how we felt. And so those were the same, I had the same manifestation events over and over again around appreciation stuff, big ones. And, um, but we were, you know, focused in, in a way where we thought, well, if we just controlled enough stuff, 
got a big house, got a big car, got a boat in the backyard, that sort of thing, then we'd feel good. We'd feel worthy. Didn't work. And now, so both you and I are on this path of discovering who we truly are. You know, we're on this, on this path we intended prior to our births. It's not always easy. We still face fear. But don't you feel more satisfied in life? I would, I would not change a thing. Yeah. I love doing this. I love doing what I do. And, and I love that there's always a further evolution. And sometimes people hear me talk about law of attraction 2.0 and, you know, other teachers who aren't really getting into the depths that you and I get into with our work. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. You know, I'm not trying to be critical. Every teacher comes along and delivers a message for a, a specific audience that's ready to hear it. And what I love about what we're doing, though, is that it's so freaking cutting edge. Yes. Because it's not the you know, early 2000s, the secret law of attraction. Just be happy. Get everything you want. Everything's great. Well, there's some flaws in that because nobody made that work. Right. And nobody wrote the book. Right. Yep. So now we're, we're getting to explore a little deeper that we got really excited that we know how to create our own reality or that we are accepting that we create our own reality, I should say. And, and we're learning how to do it as humanity. It's a collective, but now this new evolution, and that's why I, I, I love Joshua in the stream, you know, the, the, the fact that we came together the way that we did and how similar the ideology is in all of it, that the bad stuff is not bad stuff, right? Bad stuff serves us, embrace it and, and allow it to serve you. And, and man, that just opens life up when you really get it, it opens life up. And, and now I've reached a place where even when I'm down spiral, and, you know, when you're down, you're down there in such a fog that you can't even remember what it's like when you're up, even if it was just hours prior. Right. But having that knowledge helps you through that downtime. Yeah, and you I'm stay down there less. Yeah. You less time down. You can just acknowledge that, wow, I'm just ETS. It's like I had, you know, too much whiskey. And I know that I've had too much whiskey and I need to cut myself off. And I need to go back up the spiral and sober up and, and, you know, get out of this funk that I'm in because I'm in this altered state yeah. and I'm a whiskey drinker. So I use that analogy. And when you're DTS, you're in an altered state and it is a state that is natural and serves a purpose, but you don't have to linger down there and we have tools to get out of it. And when you get out of it, then you set about fixing the manifestational events that you create when you're down Yeah, and then you create something new and grow from it. It's beautiful. And when you're down and you try and fix it from that, from down the spiral, you just do stuff that doesn't help out at all. The idea is to get up the spiral and then receive the inspiration that will lead you to where you want to go. You know? Yeah. And well, you know, the stream always says when you're down the spiral, the thing not to do, don't board the thought train. Yeah. When you're down there, the thought train's going to pull up. And it's heading right on down the spiral, right into the muck. And it's begging you to get on and get on there and beat the hell out of yourself emotionally and be a victim and do all the stuff that, you know, we can do when we're DTS. And if you catch yourself and you teach yourself not, and I use, I'm very visual. So I use the visual of a visual spiral and I have the visual of that train showing up. Come on, David, get on the train. Let's, let's beat you up emotionally. Let's go down the spiral. Nope, not going to do it. I'm going to walk up the damn spiral myself. I don't need to get on the train. I'm going to walk and I'm going to get myself up there because that's where joy is. That's where clarity is. That's where the answer to this problem is. Right. And I don't like being DTS. It sucks. Right. And we don't manufacture our thoughts in our heads. We receive thoughts. We attract thoughts just like everything else. 
and you attract thoughts based on your emotional state of being. So when you're down the spiral, you're attracting down the spiral thoughts. I mean, I remember being a kid and going, I hate my parents. I wish they all died. <laughs> I go, well, all these thoughts come in and you know, that when, you're, when you're totally upset, it matches how you feel. And so when you realize they're going to come, but you don't have to buy into that and you certainly don't have to take action on those thoughts, you will get back up the spiral because that's our natural habitat. And if you sleep on it a couple of days, you'll feel better. You know, the next morning, you're going to feel better. The morning after that, a week from now, you won't even remember this thing. And so you're going to get back up the spiral. Just don't do anything to change the conditions. Wait till you're up there and receive inspiration. Uh, you know, back before I built all these, you know, tools that the stream has delivered and other teachers, I remember that um, this too shall pass. That's, that's such a good thing when you're just starting out with this type of work or any time in life when you're, you know, something negative has happened, you've got to remember that. And yeah. that's sort of like the first baby step into getting back up the spiral is, wait a minute, I've had issues before, I've had challenges. And when you're down the spiral and a challenge presents itself, it may seem hopeless. This is never going to, there's no way out of this. It's, you know, I can't tell you how many times in my life I thought something was just hopeless. You know, there's no way out, but you're down the spiral yeah. and it's a negative space and, and, and you get to choose how much time you linger down there. Right. Exactly. And don't let those thoughts run amok with you. You have a much clearer path to getting up and, and that's, that's where you want to be. And I don't think that everyone knows that they have that choice. You know, you sort of think that this is a bad thing, which is what you're doing is you're arguing for your limitations. So you're saying, this is wrong. It should be different. And just flipping that perspective to say, it's not wrong. There is no wrong. This is for you. There's some information that you need. And Joshua goes on to explain that. You have a desire. Your vibration right now doesn't match that desire. In order for you to become a match to your desire, that vibration has to change. The easiest way for it to change is, is for you to expand through experiences like this and to process those limiting beliefs. You process the limiting belief, you move to another level closer to your desire. And so by doing that kind of work, you can see how you can move to a different vibration. But by saying that the conditions are wrong or your boyfriend's wrong or whatever it is, or I'm wrong is what it always boils down to. I'm unworthy, I'm not good. Whatever. And what did I do to cause this? And what did I do? Up and, you know. If only I was better than I am, he wouldn't yell at me, that sort of thing. We wouldn't get into a fight. Everyone says that at some point. But, but it's your perspective of yourself that creates your reality. So when you see yourself in alignment with who you really are, you, your reality reflects that. When you see yourself as a victim or less than who you are, your reality reflects that. And it's your choice. We, we do have these tools now, and we can make that that way to this more expanded version of ourselves. The manifestation event is the gift. Your ability to process a limiting belief is your work. Do the work or don't do the work. The universe doesn't care. If you uh, are able to make your way to the full vibration of what you want, okay, so if you are, as this is a typo here too, uh, if you do the work, you are able to make your way to the full vibration of what you want so that it can manifest into your reality. Then you will become a vibrational match to that version of you who is ready 
you become ready by processing limiting beliefs. The manifestation events allow you to see your limiting beliefs. It is the gift. You want to receive gifts every day, all year long. And so that is uh, two awesome perspectives on this question. They show they are totally in alignment with each other. There's no conflict or contrast between the two, but they have completely different viewpoints or perceptions, you know, perspectives. And that's what's really cool about this is that this isn't just you know, one perspective from Joshua or one perspective from the stream. There's this, this mosaic that can be created from a lot of different perspectives, all saying, in essence, the same thing, but allowing whoever's listening to this to see it in themselves and understand that this is universal intelligence coming forth so that we can live more effective lives as we intended prior to our birth. So those of you who are listening to this now, you should feel really good that you've found your way here because it means that you are very close to getting this stuff. If you were in this vibrational place to understand what we're talking about, you turn this off in 10 seconds. You know, If you're listening to this to the end or other podcasts that we have or books and stuff like that, then you are like ready to get on this cutting edge of cutting edge of thought. This, this totally leading edge where, you know, there's 7 billion people. How many people are where you are ready to hear this? And, and the reason you're here is because you've somehow vibrationally made your way here, either through the intentions you set prior to your birth or, or by the things that happen to you in your life to make you create these desires to know more about the universe. So bravo. You know, it's, it's interesting that um, you say that because there's, I have two different worlds. I have my, you know, virtual global business world where people are into the stream and they are, are absorbing this and they're getting it and they're appreciating it and it's changing their lives. And then I have my local sort of social scene here in Palm Springs where I rub elbows with people that I like, but they're not into this kind of thing. Right. And when they have problems, I know that I can't dip into this with them because they're not vibrationally ready to get it at all. You know, when, when they want to complain about politics, you know, ruining the country or, you know, somebody doing this or somebody doing that or some drama. And I want to get into, Oh, we should appreciate it. Right. Man, they look at me like I've got two heads. So I don't even go there. So then they find out what I do and they'll ask about my book and things like that. And most of the time they're not really open to it. What's channeling? I don't know what that is. That sounds really weird. Are you a psychic? Are you reading me right now? Oh my God, are you reading my thoughts? All that stuff comes out. Like, I don't care about your thoughts. I'm not reading your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I've got source going on. I don't really need to tap into everybody that's around me, right? So one of my friends did read my book and he had never delved into spirituality at all. And it's so satisfying to me though, because he said, you know, something just compelled me to read it. He went on vacation to Maui, read the whole thing cover to cover on vacation. And he said, this is like, I, I understand life now. Yeah. I understand everything that's ever happened in my life just makes sense. It's insane that, that that this is so clear and easy. And it's like, it's right under your nose the whole time. And we, we are not taught to think this way. Right. And I said, you know, the universe works in reverse of what we're taught here on planet earth. And again, that's, that's our contrast. Yeah. That we come to this place where our quote unquote leaders 
feed us this bullshit that's completely opposite of how things really work vibrationally, but it's there. It's our contrast. Our parents feed us this bullshit. Everyone oh, yeah. does, you know, yeah. and cause they, cause they were fed this. That's I why belief know. systems are the thing to change yeah. because you get stuck in this pattern of belief, but I had a similar situation and, and I'll, I'll explain this more about my best friend, Bruce from ninth grade. 1978. So we've been friends for 40 years. Um, I, you know, I had to come out to all my friends as a channel, right? And so I take Bruce to my office and I hand him the first book and he's, what, what's this? I said, that's uh, my first book. And I don't know how many I've written by that time. There's five now, but uh, this is probably the first. Probably had written two by the time he saw it. So he's like, you know, how did you do this? You know, it's a pretty big, thick book. And he's just reading through it and, and, and he's just picking out paragraphs in there. I was like, oh my God, oh my, every page turns to. And so he read that from cover to cover without stopping in like eight hours or whatever it took him. And, and he was just blown away, but, but he came back going like, look at this, look at this, look at this. This makes so much sense. This makes so much sense. And so now we have these car rides. Um, I, he drove... I drove up with him when he moved up here and he drove up with me. So these 10 hour car rides where we're just talking about this the whole time. And he's got a thing where, you know, he's really the, the defender of the weak. And I'm telling him there are no weak. There is no weak. This is an illusion, right? And when you think you need to defend and help people you see as victims, well, then you're dr dropping down to their vibrational level and you're trying to fix something that's not broken. And he's like, so he'll argue about that and he'll argue about this. But the more people I came out to, the more people I was, are totally receptive to it, you know. And that's because they are a vibrational match to us in whatever way. So when we're accepting of it, they're accepting of it. And so in those times that I have with my friends who are very accepting about it, which is, you know, we moved to this little town in the middle of the Bible Belt, and I have all these friends. Two people joined the boot camp, never heard of the word law of attraction or Joshua in their lives, joined the boot camp based on these conversations that we had. And now that's all we talk about is these empowering conversations. And they always catch themselves, you know, and, and uh, then try to argue for their limitations and stuff. But it's really fun. But that's because I attracted them and they attracted me. And so if they're in my, if they're in my life, they're part of my vibration pretty cool. But, you know, I had to go five years as a channel before I was able to meet people like that. All my old friends are still friends that, that I don't know, you know, they have no idea about Joshua. Yeah. Well, you know, I've seen that because I was very much, uh, it's funny you said come out cause I've had to do that twice in my life. Right. <laughs> but, um, this, this, this channeling side of me was secret from yeah. everyone, everyone, yeah. even my closest friends. Yeah. And you know, my best friend, my unshakable best friend, Christina, rolled right through it. Loves it. She took my boot camp. She, we talk stream all day. She's UTS. Yeah. She's ETS, you know, <laughs> life. And, and that's, you know, she is a true, true friend, a true vibrational match. And then I have other friends that I have really separated from and disconnected from. And it's because I've changed my vibe so much. Totally. Sharing this that we're just not a match anymore. It doesn't mean they're bad or wrong or anything like that. We're just not. Yeah. And I've had to sort of morph that a little bit. 
but I'm also opening myself up to new people flowing in that are more into this. And, you know, I'm, I'm dating and I'm noticing the type of people I attract in that regard are very much a reflection of my vibration, just like everything else is. Yeah. And I'm really up the spiral and I'm really loving myself and I'm really in a good spot, which I am most of the time. I'm getting great people. Yeah. And when I go down a little bit, that sh- it shifts on a dime. It's so funny how quickly it shifts. Yeah. And I have to stop and say, okay, I have no business being on, you know, an app right now for dating. Right. Because I'm obviously DTS because I'm not getting the right people. Yeah. <laughs> on any level. So it's just, you know, going back to JoJo's question, you know, when you raise your vibe, you can change things instantaneously, but don't expect no negative. Don't expect no obstacles and don't let the obstacles take you down because those were prepaved from before in a lot of cases and they serve. So, you know, don't not do that work because I think there's always value in every single day of your life raising your vibration. There's, there's no downside to loving yourself, appreciating your world, your life, everything, allowing source to connect because that's how you get your source connection is being a high vibrational being. Yeah. And there's no downside to that whatsoever. Just don't try to hammer away at being up there hundred percent of the time because polarity is not going to allow you to do that. Let yourself go down and ease into it and, and, you know, know what DTS is and then know how to relax and move up. And that changes your life so dramatically. Yeah. And it's like when you, when you perceive that DTS down the spiral or negative emotion is a bad thing, then you fear it and you don't, you sort of limit yourself because you don't want to do anything that could lead to negative emotion. And then you limit your life and you build this momentum of limitation. Just realize that, yeah, you're going to consciously focus on life in a way that allows you to stay up that spiral, but things are going to happen that will cause you to go down the spiral. And when you're down there, you don't have to take it personally. You can look for the information contained in that event. And you can do the work to regain yourself very quickly up that spiral by looking at it from the higher perspective and processing that limiting belief. Well, this has been an amazing, wonderful podcast. I want to do this regularly if you have time. I think that together we are welcoming in more and more people. We're saying this in ways that that more people can resonate with. They can see that we're real people. They can know that we have the same issues everyone else has, and we're doing the spiritual daily practices in order to stay up that spiral. And I think that it is, you know, fun to listen to two normal guys who thought channeling was weird, who have now have embraced their role as spiritual leaders and teachers, and who are living uh, in this more authentic, authentic version of who they are and having fun with it. You know, and that's all this is. We're having fun with it. We're having a good time. We get to live our expression of who we are instead of in the old days, I was living my expression of who I wasn't, you know, in resistance and fear. Now it's in love and acceptance and growth and expansion. So it's awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Again, uh, David's podcast is The Stream of David, which can be found everywhere. David's book is? Stream Eternal Wisdom for a Better Life. 
I don't know if you post the video or not, but I always hold my book up. Stream. Yeah, no, I'm definitely posting the video for sure. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And, uh, the stream of David.com is the hub for everything. Excellent. And your uh, Facebook group is, uh, is Law of Attraction 2.0. Yes. You want to hook up with. That's what all this is that we teach. It's Law of Attraction 2.0. It's the next evolution of it. And it, yeah. it really activates it in your life. Yeah. Well, well, one thing <clears throat> that I like about Joshua. One thing I like about the stream is it's more specific with more tools and more active uh, participatory, participatory, particip active things you can do, right? To participate in the growth of your life. And I always suggest meditating. So if you're not meditating now, meditate however you like to do it. There's meditations by Joshua. There's meditations by Abraham. Are there any stream meditations? Oh, yeah. I have an app called Streamscapes. Streamscapes, check Dreams. that out. It's Whatever you meditate. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, I, there's mine are music backed guided meditations from the stream. Yep. Christo Polani is my musical partner. Um, he was a drummer for Air Supply, if you remember Air Supply. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's a cool spiritual dude and he does all my music. And the music by them itself is all acoustic and it takes you on a ride, a journey that's amazing. And then we layer in uh, on some of them um, channeled guidance for a, a, a source connect meditation there's a financial one called the vault that's really cool they, they take you on a journey for sure so check out streamscapes awesome great all right well i hope we can do this again soon until next time get over that cold yeah my voice usually does something better than this if you want to listen to my podcast i promise i have a good voice you, you sounded <laughs> great you were perfect I, I really do appreciate it gary and thank you all for uh for tuning in to to uh, this it's, it's an amazing opportunity awesome all right. Goodbye, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about The Stream of David, visit thestreamofdavid.com. For topic requests or to learn more about David's Taya Boot Camp, email david at thestreamofdavid.com. See you next week.